Psalm 107, I read from verse 15 to verse 20. Psalm 107, from verse 15 to verse 20. Psalm 107. Amen. If you are there, shout hallelujah. Oh, that men will praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. For he had broken the gates of brass and cut the bars of iron in sunder. Fools, because of their transgression and because of their iniquities, are afflicted. Their soul abhorred all manner of meat, and they draw near unto the gates of death. Then they cry unto the Lord in their trouble, and he saved them out of their distresses. He sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. That passage is one we are all very familiar with. Starts with by saying, Oh, that men will praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the, children, to the children of men. And we are told of some things that he has done there. He has broken the gates of brass. He has cut the bars of iron in sunder. He has healed his own people when they called upon him. And this morning, for a few minutes, we want to just lay emphasis on that aspect of healing that the Lord has wrought for his own people, for which reason men ought to praise the Lord. And I want to ask a question. And the question is, how do sicknesses and diseases arise? How do sicknesses and diseases arise? What brings sickness? What brings diseases? And there are quite a number of answers to that question. We're going to look at a few of them, and then we are going to pray. The first one, which is a very obvious one, is that Satan is a source of sicknesses and diseases. Satan is what? It's key that I said he is a source. He's not the only source. Sicknesses and diseases do not just arise because of Satan. Yes, before man sinned, there was no sickness. Is that not so? So it is the fall of mankind that brought in the limitation that sicknesses have imposed upon us. It is the fall of mankind that brought in sin that has resulted in the fact that eventually God made a declaration that man shall not live beyond a certain age. So we say Satan is a source of sicknesses and diseases. In other words, Satan can afflict the individual with or without divine approval. And when I say with or without divine approval, I mean for a child of God to be touched by the devil. The devil must get approval from who? From God. Because as a child of God, everything you are, you are in God. 
everything you are, you are in Christ. And that was why in the case of Job, before the devil could touch him, he had to take permission from God. But for someone who is not a child of God, for someone who is already aligned with the devil, for someone who is in league with the devil, does the devil need any permission from anyone to afflict him? He doesn't. And that's why I said Satan could be a source and it can afflict the individual with or without divine approval. If you are a child of God, he needs approval. If you are not a child of God, he does not need any approval. But even for you as a child of God, there is a place you can be that when the devil comes to God and asks for your approval, he does not get it. And I pray that, I pray that that's where you will be eternally in Jesus' name. I pray that you'll be able to stand in such a way that even when the devil comes and says, I want to afflict this one, God will say what? No. I give you no permission. Let's look at the story of, of Job a little bit. Job chapter 2, verses 7 to 8. Job chapter 2, verses 7 and 8. Job chapter 2, verse... You see, when you look at that passage from, the big, from verse 1, the Bible says, there was a time that the sons of God came together. And the devil came into their midst. Satan came into their midst. No, leave it on verse 7, please. Satan came into their midst. And God asked him a question. Where are you coming from? And he said, I'm coming from doing what? From going to and fro in the earth. And that's how we got to know that the man, the man is a homeless man. The first homeless man on earth was who? It was Satan. And his plan for every man for every woman, is that you will be homeless. He will not succeed in your life in Jesus' name. His plan for every man is to dispossess you of what you have so that you can be like him. And you know, it's, 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 a, it's full of tricks. He's the greatest magician there is. And that's why he's the master of all magicians. I hope we all know that. It's somebody with me this morning. Satan is the master of what? All magicians. They call it illusion. They call it whatever they want to call it. But the Bible says there is a way that cement right unto man. The end thereof is what? Is destruction. So Satan came before the Lord. He said, I've been going to and fro. And the Lord asked him, have you considered my servant Job? A faithful man. Man that eschews evil. There's none like him on the face of the earth. And Satan said, is he faithful for nothing? You've been taking good care of him. Why will he not be faithful? Let me afflict him. And you will see if he will remain faithful. And so we go to verse 7, where the Bible says, So went Satan forth from the presence of the Lord, and smote Job with sore boils, from the sole of his foot unto his crown. And Job took a pot's head to scrape himself. And he sat down among the ashes. Now there's one key thing I noticed in this verse. In order for Satan to afflict Job, he had to go from the presence of the Lord. He had to do what? While Satan was in the presence of the Lord, he could not do what? He could not afflict Job. And brethren, the corollary is true. 
For Satan to afflict you, you have to do what? You have to do what? You have to go from the presence of the Lord. If you remain in the presence of the Lord, Satan cannot afflict you. Because the Bible tells me that in his presence there is what? Fullness of joy. And at his right hand there are what? Pleasures forevermore. In Psalm 16 verse 8, the psalmist said, I have set the Lord always before me. Because it's, my, it's at my right hand, I shall not be moved. And I want to speak to somebody's life here today. You will not be moved in Jesus' name. Yeah. I said you will not be moved in Jesus' name. Yeah. He said, therefore my heart is glad and my glory rejoices. Do you know that some people's glory is weeping? Your glory will rejoice. Because the Bible says some people's glory has been silenced. Your glory will not be silenced in Jesus' name. He said, my flesh shall rest in hope. For thou will not leave my soul in hell. Neither will I suffer thy holy one to see what? Corruption. Thou will show me the path of life. In thy presence is what? Fullness of joy. At thy right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Brethren, in his presence is no sickness or disease. And that is why, even for the enemy to afflict, he has to go away from his presence. And if when he comes across, when he approaches you, he meets you in his presence, then he can do nothing. When the devil approaches you and he meets you in the presence of the living God, then he can do what? He can do nothing. There's a song we sing that says, I'm going to uh, hide right under what? Under the blood. Where the devil can do me no harm. If you hide under the blood, the devil can you do, do you no harm. He will do you no harm in Jesus' name. The psalmist said in Psalm 27 verse 4, He said, One thing have I desired of the Lord, that I will I seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to behold the beauty of the Lord, and to inquire in His temple. To behold the beauty, to behold in His presence, to see the goodness of God. He said, That is my desire. That is what I desire. We say Satan can be a source of diseases. In Luke chapter 13 from verse 10, we see the story of that woman whom the Bible says was afflicted by the devil such that the Bible says she had a spirit of infirmity 18 years and she was bowed and could not lift up herself. For everybody that came across that woman, she was just sick. She just couldn't stand up. Probably they would say she had a spinal cord problem. You know, brethren, every affliction has a name, true or false. Even that which is originated from the pit of hell. It's possible to be sick because you've overworked yourself. Amen? It's possible to be sick because of your eating habits. That has nothing to do with the devil. But when the devil afflicts, and that's why I said at the beginning that Satan is a source. Is a source. If you are supposed to be working for I don't know how many hours a day you should be working, and you decide that 24 hours is not enough, you want to work round the clock, what happens? It's going to fall back on the body. That is not the work of the devil. 
That is something that we have brought upon ourselves. But in the case of this woman in Luke, in, the, uh, in Luke chapter 13, the Bible says she was afflicted of the devil. She had a spirit of infirmity. And for 18 years, the Bible says she was bowed all together. And when Jesus saw her, he called her and he made a statement. He said unto her, Woman, thou art loose from thine infirmity. And I speak to somebody's life here today. And I declare that thou art loose from whatever infirmity in the name of Jesus. Whatever binds you, I say thou art loose today in the name of Jesus. When the elder, the spiritual elders began to complain, how can this man talk this way? Jesus made a pronouncement in verse 16. He said, Ought not this woman, being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bound these 18 years, be loose from this bound on the Sabbath day? Jesus realized that this woman had been bound by the enemy and he set her free. If you need freedom, receive your freedom today in Jesus' name. If the enemy has held you bound, receive your freedom today in Jesus' name. In Acts chapter 10, verse 38, we see Cornelius, I mean Peter making a statement in the house of Cornelius. And Peter made, he said, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good and doing what? Healing all that were what? Oppressed of the devil. So Peter recognized in this passage that sicknesses could be as a result of the oppression of the devil. But that God had given a solution. And what was the solution that God gave? He sent Jesus. The Bible says that at the name of Jesus, what happens? Every knee shall bow. Every tongue confess of things in heaven above, of things on earth, of things underneath the earth. When Christ came, he realized that there were men and women that were sick because they were oppressed of the devil. And the Bible says he went about healing all that were oppressed of the devil. For God was what? God was with him. God was with him. And I speak to someone here today. God is with you. Amen. I say God is with you. Amen. And you will receive total healing and deliverance in Jesus' name. Amen. Total healing and deliverance in Jesus' name. Amen. The Bible tells us in the book of Exodus, chapter 12, verse 23. Exodus chapter 12, verse 23. He says, the Lord will pass through to smite the Egyptians. And when he sees the blood on the lintel and on the two side posts, the Lord will pass over the door and will not suffer the destroyer to come in unto your house to smite you. That was what the message the Lord sent unto the children of Israel. Prepare, because God has prepared a deliverance for you tonight. God has prepared a deliverance for you this midnight. And then the message came. That so long as you are prepared, the Lord will pass through. But you see, at the time that the Bible says the Lord will pass through, the Bible makes us to understand that God sends an angel. And the angel was called the angel of what? The angel of death. 
The angel of death was sent to afflict the children of the Egyptians that they might let the, the sons of God to go free. And I pray for someone here today. Like Isaiah said, he said, Lord, I am, I am afflicted. I need your deliverance. I need to be set free. Avail for me. Whoever God needs to afflict, that you might receive your deliverance, God will arise and afflict that one today in Jesus' name. Somebody does not like that prayer. God will set you free in the way he has proposed. God will set you free in the way he has chosen. But you must allow him to do what? To set you free. For the children of Israel, when they were in bondage in Egypt, there was no way forward. There was no way out. Except at that point in time, God sent that angel of death. And the angel of death, we are told, took the firstborn of the Egyptians. From the firstborn of Pharaoh to the firstborn of any slave in the land that was not aligned with the living God. Brethren, God will fight for you. Which is better, that you fight for yourself or that God fights for you? And do you know many times we have chosen to fight for ourselves? And unfortunately, when we fight for ourselves, victory is not assured. But when we allow God to fight for us, what is assured? You'll be victorious in Jesus' name. I said you'll be victorious in Jesus' name. The key thing in that passage is that, yes, the Lord says he will pass through the land. He will afflict the oppressors of his people. When it was time, he sent an angel to do it. Whatever it will take for God to arise for you today, God will arise in Jesus' name. Amen. I said, God will arise in Jesus' name. Amen. We have said it earlier on, brethren, that saints and sinners alike can be afflicted because of either trans I mean, moral issues, natural issues, spiritual issues, or hygienic issues. In other words, when moral laws Natural laws, spiritual laws, or hygienic laws are broken. It results in what? Affliction. It results in sicknesses and diseases. That's why in that verse 107, verse 17, the Bible says, fools, because of their transgressions and because of their iniquities, are what? They are afflicted. When we go against the, I mean, normal laws, the normal expectation when you decide that because food is good, you are going to eat it to excess. Will there be repercussions or not? There will be. Everything done in excess has a repercussion. When we go contrary to that law of simple good behavior, it has a bounce back on us. That's why the Bible says in Galatians chapter 6, verse 7, it says, Be not deceived. God is not mocked. For whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also receive. What are you sowing? Because what you sow will determine what you receive. And that's the question. If you sow goodness, what are you going to reap? If you sow goodness, you will reap good. We were discussing in our Sunday school this morning. The Bible says we are co-laborers I mean, with God in his vineyard. When you labor with God in his vineyard, you can be sure that there is a reward. 
Is that not so? Because, brethren, God owes no man nothing. Does that still make sense? God owes no man what? Nothing. But the Bible says, what you sow is what you reap. So you determine what you get from God. If you sow by laboring in his vineyard, when it's time for you and the enemy wants you to labor in vain, what happens? God will come in and say, this one has labored for me. Now it's time for me to avail for him. It's time for me to ensure that his labor is not in vain. Whatever we give unto him, he gives back unto us in multiple fold. God never gives back to you what you have given to him. That's why Ephesians chapter 3 verse 20 says, Unto him that is able to do what? Exceeding abundantly. Above all that we are able to ask. According to the power that worketh in us. When you give him little, he gives you back much. Be not deceived. God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. So, saints and sinners alike can be afflicted. But, and that's a very big but, there is a way out for the saints if afflicted for any reason. Either because you have broken the moral laws, the natural laws, the spiritual laws, or the laws of our There is a way out for the saints. And that's why Psalm 34 verse 19 says, Many are the afflictions of the righteous. Psalm 34 verse 19. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But what happens? So it, you cannot say because I am righteous, there will be no affliction whatsoever. The Bible says many. But there is a God that does what? That delivers. There is a God that delivers. And that God will deliver you in Jesus' name. Yeah. I said that God will deliver you in Jesus' name. Yeah. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord delivered him out of how many of them? Out of all of them. See, brethren, there is a tendency to be overwhelmed once in a while. I know some of us have experienced that. And some of us might have not. Especially those who are young. But the time is coming. There is a tendency, there comes a point in time that it looks as if heavens will fall. Is that not so? There comes a point in time that it looks as if today is the end of the world. But brethren, do the skies fall? At the end of it all, God still remains God. And I know there is someone in our midst today, you are burdened. You have a heavy heart. You are asking yourself, how can I come out of this? In fact, you are asking yourself, is it even possible to come out of this situation? And I want to tell you, it's possible. Tell somebody, it's possible. The Bible says, many are the afflictions of the righteous. But who delivers him out of them all? It is God that delivers him out of them all. It's not because you are smart. It's not because you know how to do it. It's because you do what? You depend on him. It's because you are obedient to what he says. It's because when he says unto you, this is the way, walk in it, that you do what? You obey. 
You walk in it. Even though you don't see how far, you don't see very far ahead. But brethren, God walks with us one step at a time. One step at a time. And he will give you victory in Jesus' name. I say he will give you victory in Jesus' name. The Bible says in Psalm 91 verse 1, He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. There is a secret place of the Most High. And the only entrance to that secret place is in Jesus. That's why Jesus Christ said, I am what? The way. Jesus is the way to the secret place of the Most High. The place where the devil can do you no harm. The place where the enemy cannot pluck you out of his hands. The place where God avails for the afflicted. He that dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So there is a way out for the saints when afflicted. Because the Bible says many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord delivers him from them all. There is also a way out for the sinner. Is that also? And that way is called the way of grace. The way of what? The way of grace. Because for every sinner, there's room for repentance and there's room for forgiveness. There is a place for mercy. There is a place for compassion. In 1 Timothy chapter 2 verse 4, the Bible says, Our God will have all men be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. He will have all men be what? Be saved. It is that grace, brethren. It is that grace that made that man that was called Saul to become Paul. We know the story of Brother Saul, right? It is the grace of God that whereas Saul was going about killing Christians, killing, I mean, destroying those that profess the name of Christ. One day, the grace of God met him on the road to Damascus. And his story changed. And somebody in here needs a changed story. Amen. God will change your story in Jesus' name. Amen. I said, God will change your story in Amen. Jesus' name. Amen. You know, when I was preparing this message, what came to my mind? We talk of a new beginning so many times. Is that also? And many of us were looking for the new year. We are looking ahead to a new beginning. I'm going to start afresh. But brethren... A new beginning is not synonymous with walking in cycle. Is somebody with me? A new beginning is not what? It's not synonymous with walking in cycle. Because when you are walking in cycle, you are making no progress. You need a new beginning, but you need to move forward. Tell somebody to move forward. And you will make headway in Jesus' name. When Joseph moved... From the prison to the palace. It was a new beginning, isn't it? But it was a new beginning of what? Of promotion. It was a lifting up for him. From that day onwards, if Joseph visited the prison, it was to set free somebody else that was in prison. Not to go and repeat the life he had left behind. And I'm speaking to someone here today. You need to move forward. I say you need to move forward. 
And you will move forward in Jesus' name. You will move forward in Jesus' name. We have how many days to the end of this year? 15 days, right? 15. It ends on the 31st. My, my arithmetic is the best. Today is 16th, right? Uh-huh, so 15 plus 16 is 31. So this, we have 15 days to the end of the year. Within the remaining 15 days, you can start afresh, but not move in cycle. Because you are starting afresh at what? At a higher level. In Revelation chapter 4, verse 1, the Bible says that that's the Spirit of God said unto John, He said, Do what? Come up higher. There is a call to someone here today to come higher. There's a call for you to leave the rudimentary things and move to a higher level in the Lord. There's more to be done. That's money, there's more to be done. And you will do it. Don't tell the person before you say, tell the person there's more to be done. And you will do it. My challenge to you is not to be found wanting. In the place of doing that which needs to be done to take you to your higher level. Because the Lord is saying unto you, do what? Come up higher. There's more to be done. There's more to be revealed unto you. There's a place I'm taking you that you have no idea. It's a new beginning. But it's not a new, it's not a beginning of walking in cycle. You have dwelt long enough on this mountain. It's time to move higher. Amen. And you will go higher in Jesus' name. Amen. I said you will go higher in Jesus' name. Amen. That's a word for someone. And I hope that individual will grab it. Amen. And start afresh unto a higher realm in the Lord in the name of Jesus. Amen. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 5, verse 14, This is the confidence that we have in him. That we have, if you ask anything according to his will, he does what? If you ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. Third John verse 2 is a passage we know very well. He said, Beloved, I do what? I wish above all things that you do what? You prosper and be in health, even as your soul prospered. The prosperity of your soul will open the door to the prosperity of your flesh and to the prosperity of your finances. If your soul is sick, your finances will be sick. If your soul is sick, your health will be sick. But if your soul is prospering in the Lord, then the prosperity of the flesh and the prosperity of the spirit is assured. And I want to ask you this morning, if you are going to do a spiritual check of your soul, how is your soul? How is your soul? That's very important. The spiritual health of your soul will determine every other, uh, the health of every other thing concerning you. If we ask anything according to his will, he heareth us. I love that passage in Psalm 34. I believe it's verse 4 that says, This poor man did what? He cried. This poor man cried, and the Lord answered him. Somebody will cry to God today. 
and God will answer him. Whatever be that situation that you want God to attend unto, you will cry to him today and he will answer you in Jesus' name. He's saying unto someone here, he said, I have set before you an open door which no man can shut. But you know, he said, no man can shut the door. But do you know you can by yourself decide to shut the door? If he opens the door to you, you can by yourself do what? Decide to shut it. This one has nothing to do with Satan again. He hasn't actually given up on you. But unfortunately, instead of you to take hold of what the Lord is coming into your hands, you go there and say, well, I know this is an open door from God. And you close the door and go back. That will not be your portion in Jesus' name. Amen. I said, that will not be your portion in Jesus' name. Amen. In that Psalm 107, where we started, verse 10. Psalm 107, verse 10. The Bible says, such as sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, being bound in affliction and iron, because they rebelled against the word of God and contempt the counsel of the Most High. In other words, God kept speaking to them, but they ignored his word. So as God is speaking to you today, don't ignore his word. That's why you don't ignore his word. He said, I mean, they rebelled against his word. So he brought down their heart with labor. They fell down and there was none to help. Then they cried unto the Lord in their trouble. And he saved them out of their distresses. He brought them out of darkness and the shadow of death. And broke their bands in sunder. In other words, if you will cry out to him today, he will save you. He will deliver you. He will set you free. He will ensure that your portion is one that you can be proud of before God. And before men. That's what took us to verse 15, where they said, Oh, that men will praise the Lord for his goodness and for his wonderful works to the children of men. Brethren, God is still good. True or false? God is still good. He has not changed. He is still a good God. He is still doing good things for his children. And he has some good things for somebody here today. And you will not miss it in Jesus' name. God is still a God of wonders unto his children. In our, at Open Heavens today, we're looking at the fourth person in the furnace, right? The three Hebrew brethren were thrown into the furnace. Do you know, many of us, what would we have done? We would do everything not to get into that furnace, including compromise, Telling lies, backbiting, which other one? Yeah, wisdom, which is foolishness. Is that also? Wisdom, we say, we say we have to be wise. And in fact, no, we normally don't call it wisdom. You are in the spirit. They say you have to be smart. And when we are being smart, all we are doing is we are turning our backs against God. When God wants to give, make you a testimony, when God wants to ensure that the place you are, you are able to stand eventually and say, look at me. This is what 
I have done. This is where I was. This is where I am now. But because you have gone to color it, to turn it around, that when God looks at it, he doesn't recognize it again. You cannot testify. When you even stand and you say you are testifying, you are afraid that, ah, I hope God, because when I get to after this testimony, I will go and do what? I will go and repent. Because I know I have not done it God's own way. Are you doing it God's own way? Brethren, God is still good. God is still a God of wonders to his children. He still does the impossible. He still does the impossible. The Bible says he has broken the gate of brass. The gate of brass refers to the gate of suffering. Whatever stands for suffering in somebody's life today, the Bible says God has broken that gate of brass. Your suffering has come to an end in Jesus' name. Whatever be the nature or the type of that suffering, when you go through the scriptures, bronze is normally used for, to prepare items of sacrifice. The altar of brass is a place of sacrifice. It's not a place of pleasure. But he has broken the gates of brass. He has declared concerning someone here today. Your troubles are over. Amen. You might have been suffering before. He has declared concerning someone here today. Your suffering days are over. Amen. See, we are talking about glory ahead. Is that not so? Yes. We say the year 2019 is a year of glory. Yes. He is declaring concerning someone here today. That of a truth you will accept that glory. Yes. That as we step into this year, as we go into that new year, yes, yes, yes. whatever has been hidden concerning you that God wants all to see, God begins to showcase you in Jesus' name. He's declaring concerning someone here today that that which has been all you can talk about is how they've been oppressing you. Oppression is over. I say oppression is over. Because he has broken the gates of brass. He has cut the bars of iron in sunder. The bars of iron, they are bars of limitation. They are the bars that have declared that you are going nowhere. But God has said you are going somewhere. Tell somebody I'm going somewhere. When God told Abraham to leave, or Abraham to leave his father's house, he said, go to a place I will show you. Brethren, he was going somewhere. You may not know where you are going, but you know that where you are going is good. Somebody is not sure. You know that where you are going is glorious. He said, I know the thoughts I have towards you. Thoughts of what? Thoughts of good. To bring you to what? Unexpected end. That's why my Bible tells me that better is the end of a thing than what? You have started well. You will finish well. I say you have started well. You will finish well. Your testimony will be glorious in the name of Jesus. The bars of iron are bars of stagnation. 
I know God has spoken into somebody's life here today. God has already told you, come up higher. No more stagnation. No more sitting in one place not knowing where to go because the Lord is lifting you up. The Lord is bringing you out. And you will attain your full potential in Jesus' name. Then the Bible says, Oh, that man will praise the Lord. Tell somebody I will praise the Lord. Are you going to praise him? Do you want to praise him? Are you going to have songs of thanksgiving? In that Psalm 107 verse 22, it says, let them sacrifice the sacrifices of what? Thanksgiving. And declare his works with rejoicing. In other words, what God wants to do for you, you will share it with the people. You will testify before the people. And when you testify, it will be with rejoicing. Come and see what the Lord has done. Is that how you sing that song? Come and see the Lord is good. Uh-huh. Come and see the Lord is good. There is nothing he cannot do. Come and see the Lord is good. The Bible says, oh, taste and see. You will taste his goodness. You will taste his joy. You will taste the best of the Lord. Amen. That which has made men to be, uh, uh, what's the word? To be coming to you and be comforted. You say, sorry, oh, sorry, oh. God is turning it around. Amen. Men will come and rejoice with you. Amen. And you will be a source of comfort to Amen. others. 